Gunk Hole State Park Podcast. I'm Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie. And I'm Ranger Chris. And if we sound a little nervous, it's because it's opening night for our musical. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, the musical. This time the birds are in the right. And uh, we're just super duper nervous. I don't know about you guys. I have never worked as hard on anything in my life as I have the dialogue of Alfred Hitchcock's Birds and Musical where the birds are the right. And I've, I've never believed anything more than that statement <laughs> that you've never worked harder than you'd have on this musical. And you haven't even worked particularly hard. I, I mean, have put re- very little effort into this play, but it is the thing I have put the most effort into in my life. You did complete it. Um, y- you kind of did one real you basically free wrote it you did a stream of consciousness which doesn't always work for musicals but uh you did it and it's done and we've had the uh tech rehearsals and dress rehearsals and now it's opening night and and uh all the hard work's about to pay off isn't it ranger bonnie it is gonna be <laughs> such a delightful time i am so excited to okay. ranger bonnie see it is everything okay with you? Yes. Are you okay? Because, of course, our <laughs> our previous lead, we did get Liam Hemsworth. Um, or Luke. Luke? Liam. Yeah, we got Liam Hemsworth. We got Liam. Fuck Luke. And, and um, for uh, the uh, female lead, we had previously gotten a different uh, star. Leanne Hemsworth. Leanne Hemsworth. We did. It, she is the Hemsworth mother. But there was a mother. love scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she basically, Leanne was like, Oi, I don't want to kiss my brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to kiss my brother, mate. And Liam Hemsworth was, Come on, sis, mate. He's not that bad. <laughs> He's not that bad to kiss your brother. And then Leanne was like, Oi, you want to kiss your sister, mate? Oi, that's bollocks, mate. <laughs> These are really and, good impressions. Uh, so on and so forth. And uh, basically, Leanne walked off the walked off the production. And so, at such a late hour, we had to recruit Bonnie uh, to be the lead. And now, Bonnie, it sounds like maybe you're having second thoughts. What's going on? I have just been practicing so diligently for such a long time, just singing and singing and talking in an Australian accent. It almost feels as though my throat is swelling shut and uh, maybe like my tonsils are inflamed, akin to that. Obviously, my tonsils are not inflamed. I wouldn't be doing this podcast either. But uh, it almost feels as though that's the case. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and as we talked about last a couple weeks ago, rather, with um, Caroline Kettlebell, when you were a patient at Wacky Charlie's uh, hospital, you did go in for to get your tonsils removed and ended up with six tonsils. You did. And so if they are swelling, it seems like that could be a significant factor. The fact that you have three times as many tonsils as, as anyone else. Well, Ranger Bonnie, you better heal up quick because there's a lot riding on this play. Gunk Hole State Park officially has won the Rocky Roly for their roller coaster. So there's a lot of pressure that we take home the Rocky Tony for this play, or else we're going to be outshone again. 
Yeah, if the Rocky Roly wins, that's only going to embolden the kinky octogenarians that have been bullying me for weeks now uh, because they're really into the kinky roller coaster with the kinky safety harnesses. Uh, and we just need to at least match or better them with this Rocky Tony Award. And if so, you know, Ranger Bonnie, I, I feel for you. If you are if you are experiencing swelling in all six of your tonsils, it's got to be really hard to breathe and much harder to talk and <laughs> even harder to sing. But we really need you to go out there. Uh, um, by the way, we are recording this uh, about 40 minutes before we have to go um, on stage. Uh, Chris and I are also going to be performing, but we're going to be in the chorus. Um, we had to uh, fill in for a couple of moose who OD'd on their own supply. Uh, so we're we're going to have to uh, cover for them. But yes, yeah, which so is going to be are... difficult because we made the bird costumes for the moose. So we have to dress up as moose dressing up as birds. For the costumes to fit. And really, Sebastian Lockheed Martin, the uh, Australian fashion designer who did our costumes, is if, if he's fit for anything, it's a job where he has to design a costume that can fit a bird, a moose, and a human being. Because uh, as we know, he the things that he designs are, are pretty amorphous and unre- unrecognizable as any one article of clothing. But they are brilliant. They're brilliant. It's basically like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, except all of us, and it's a completely different show. Mm-hmm. In terms of what we're all wearing, it's all very colorful. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a much simpler way to say what you said. But so what I'm saying is imagine Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, okay? And imagine the titular Dreamcoat and it's Technicolor. And then imagine if all of us, if every single person in the show were wearing the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that's basically this show now because we're each wearing a Technicolor Dreamcoat, literally. Does that make sense? Uh, I will say yes, so we can move on. <laughs> okay, great. Well, uh, so we, we just have a few last-minute things to take care of before before the big play. Um, we did uh, get uh, – we, we had to get a couple of the park squirrels to be ticket takers. Um, so they're going to be taking the tickets up at the front. Um, and, Ranger Chris, you took care of concessions, right? Uh, yes, kind of. I worked with the Moof Mafia, uh, and we made some. So you just said runs. Moof, so I think maybe you might that might have been a, a Freudian slip. You might be thinking about boofing, and we really need wait until after the show, okay? Okay, I have a confession to you, Ranger Alex and Ranger Bonnie. Uh, it's a little pre-show ritual that I do oh, a no. little butt bump of oh, heroin. No. Now oh, this no. is the first show I've ever done, so it is a ritual I am just starting, but yeah. And when, when you were a struggling committed. actor in Hollywood, you didn't do any live perform. You just auditioned for, her like commercials mostly. Yeah, it was mainly just tape auditions. Yeah, you you did self tapes for prescription drug commercials uh, for about eight months. <laughs> I think that's probably why we haven't really talked about it since the first episode. The fact that you were an actor in LA is because you were there very briefly and didn't do anything of note. Yes, and have very little memory of even talking about it with you Although in the you, first place. You did, uh, you did jack off bears for Leo DiCaprio. That I remember quite vividly. <laughs> That's a memory you can't heroin away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kids, don't, don't, uh, don't do heroin because if you jacked off bears for Leo, you still will remember it even after you do heroin. So that's a little PSA for the kids out there 
for, for any kids out there who jacked off bears for Leo DiCaprio and are thinking about doing heroin. Very micro-targeted uh, anti-drug PSA. And uh, Bonnie, you've of course been doing a lot of vocal warm-ups um, with your, uh, I guess, swollen six tonsils. And you've been pretty focused on memorizing the lines because this was yesterday that uh, Leanne Hemsworth walked off. So you've had to do a lot of memorization in a very short time. Oh, yeah. And it's been, uh, it hasn't been too bad. Luckily, I'm very good at memorizing things. I have um, a Polaroid memory, is what people call it, I believe. Uh-huh. So I can because remember. Because you kind of have to shake your head for a few minutes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for, I'll look before at you something, remember anything. And then I'll just jiggle my head very softly. It helps if a mom is doing it for me, but... um. And then I remember it. So I've just been practicing singing all those lines in my perfect Australian accent, as I'm sure everyone remembers how good my Australian accent is. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you were a, a fervent gatorist or a crocodilist, rather, I was the gatorist. Uh, when you were a, a crocodilist, you really uh, your faith was strong and it was evidenced by your Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we were wondering, could you sh- um just share with us. Uh, <laughs> just sixteen bars or so. Of <laughs> unless, unless you want to save your your voice. Yeah, for Ranger the... Alex, be reasonable. Um, come on. How Maybe about I'll... you read some of the dialogue I just wrote for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, here. I'll just say it to you, and then you repeat it. Mood. Wait, who's, who's repeating it? Me? You're 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 reading the diet. You're gonna repeat the dialogue. Yeah, we're just running lines. This is, for you. All right. Yeah, this is what actors do: is they run lines. Mood, screaming, Mood. atmosphere, atmosphere, loud. Everything loud. said is as loud as it can be said. <laughs> Everything said is as loud as it can be said. Woman, woman. Ah! Ah! Oh boy. Uh oh. No, this is a really it? this is a really pivotal scene. This is um, when woman, which is the name, <laughs> by the way, great character name. <laughs> you did name You're the welcome. male character, but <laughs> I named um, it man. Yeah, you named him man, M A N N. That's his last name, and then you just named oh. the woman woman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a really pivotal scene because this is this is you are basically standing up, you are uh, testifying in court. And uh, the judges ask you to point and scream at the bird that did this to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when you're supposed to really, it's supposed to be blood curdling, truly at the top of your lungs. It, it has to sound like your, your, your throat is just going to be shredded after, after yelling this. And you guys don't think that I just nailed it just then? Well, it was a little quiet. It was a little a quiet. A little quiet? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, sure. and the voice coach that we brought in uh, really wants this to sound like a screamo, but like an untrained screamo singer that mm-hmm. doesn't know how to like, actually preserve their voice uh that's really what they're looking for an untrained screaming singer sure 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 good note good note yeah but again it, we understand if you want to preserve your voice for the show i think you, you got to save every ounce that you have for for that stage because who knows caroline kettlebell could be out there uh we, we made sure there's no roof there's no chandelier mm-hmm. certainly that could fall on her um there's uh perfect seating and charismatic you know liam hemsworth is is a real hunk and i think she's gonna be beef calling him all all during the show uh so i think we have everything in order we just need bonnie we just need you to pull through um 
six full and tonsils be damned. We, mm-hmm. It's just really important for mm-hmm. the future of the park. And if for nothing else, Bonnie, this is your baby. That's true. That's true. You just sort of spontaneously mentioned this uh, in the last 10 minutes of a show a few weeks ago, and now it's now it's the most important thing in our lives, consuming every waking moment. Uh, <laughs> it's been everyone's through line, Bonnie. Yeah, you, you really you, you created our through lines, and now we need you to take our through lines through to the finish line and past it. And that's and that's really what we need from you. So uh, well, uh, give me how about give me till the end of the show, and then I will do. Um, when is this play happening? Is it happening? <laughs> it's happening about half an hour. <laughs> about half an hour. Okay, great. Um, in about half an hour, right before I go onto the stage, I will okay. like let my voice warm up a little bit, you know, and then I'll really, really belt it out for you guys. Don't worry. Okay, good. That'll be good to hear. Mm-hmm. That'll give me confidence. Exactly. And you'll be like, oh, we're in good hands. Don't even fret about it. There's, she, this girl's so loud and her throat is so open. It's like a boa constrictor. Yeah. Or one of those, um, are they kind of gibbons that like, like when they howl, their throats are really open? I don't know. Like the monkey? Yeah. I think there's a howler. Is it a howler monkey? Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a great guest coming up, and uh, you know we we're, we're gonna I'm gonna go check in on the squirrels, make sure that they're taking the tickets, um, which I'm, I'm starting to regret printing the tickets on acorns. I think that was maybe a bad idea. So I'm but gonna that go was check the on, selling point to get them in. That's true. That's true. Uh, so they did promise not to eat the tickets, um, but we'll we'll see. Or, or stuff them in their cheeks, anything like that. And then, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go attend to um, just the, the, the finishing touches, uh, making sure the seats are all comfortable and everything, and, and then we'll come back with our guests. How's that sound, guys? Lovely. Sounds great. And, and Ranger Bonnie, could you really, like, show us that you're enthusiastic with some volume to your voice? Like, just really... Lovely. I feel really good about this show. Uh, Both shows, the podcast and the musical. Uh, So we'll be right back uh, in a few minutes with more Gunkle State Park Podcast. Welcome back to the Gun Coal State Park Podcast. Uh, I checked in on the squirrels, and they've eaten all of the tickets. Um, so we're going to have to do sort of an honor system situation, or, or I don't know what. But, uh, yeah, not not a great first, not a, you know, kind of a rocky start. But, you know, uh, I, I think we can still pull it together on the stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Ranger Bonnie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. And you know what? No matter what, the ticket sales are going to reflect that we sold out because the Moose Mafia is uh, using the play to launder money. So that's true. It was a success from the get go. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It, 
you know, there could be nobody in the audience uh, and we will still show a full house uh, in our ticket sales on the ledger. So, you know, that's not great from a performer's perspective, you know, trying because you want people to um, hear and see your art. But yeah, but we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about nobody showing up because we know at least one person will show up. And that's our guest. Uh, we a few weeks ago, we didn't talk about it on air, but we decided to get people excited about the show we started a contest uh for for uh people to win a, a front row seat just one seat um so she's here alone but uh she looks really excited about the show really excited to be here and i'm really excited to talk to her so let's talk to our uh alfred hitchcock's the birds the musical the birds are on the right this time front row seat contest winner edith barrels edith thanks for coming on the show Thank you. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Wow, the most exciting wow. thing. And you don't seem like a person who's prone to hyperbole. I'm I'm really flattered. Yeah, I um I've spent a lifetime entering contests and it it finally paid off. Wow, this is the first this is the first contest you've ever won. You've been mm -hmm. a loser your entire life? That's right. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and that's only that—that's just technically true. Ranger Chris, well, it didn't mean any offense. I hope. No, no, no. I take no offense. I've been a loser since the day I was born. I was a twin, so I was born um, ten minutes late. Ten minutes late. Late. <laughs> no, no. People usually just say you know ten minutes later, but you believe no. that you were born ten minutes like you had a a deadline that you missed. I missed our birthday, and I was born the next day. Nine minutes. Over the finish line. Oh, no. Um, so the, I'm the ultimate loser, you could <laughs> say. Oh, no, Edith. Now that just sounds harsh. No, I... no. My, my brother, my twin brother is a governor. So. <laughs> oh, wow. But, uh, what but I'm... Gus Barrels? You've never heard of it. Gus Barrels, you have heard of it. <laughs> never heard of this state? <laughs> well, a, I think with Ranger Chris, one. that maybe that's possible. <laughs> How many states would you say you've heard of, Ranger Chris, of the 50? And by the way, there are 50. Uh, do you want me to rank them from 30 to... <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, now, wow, Edith, uh, your, your, governor, your, your twin brother is Governor Gus Barrels of that great Gus state. Gus Barrels. And and you we don't we don't agree politically. I just want to make that clear. Oh, OK, good, 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 good. <laughs> OK, OK, <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Gus Barrels has had some uh, very controversial uh, TV ads. Mm -hmm. It's just a gun pointing right at the screen <laughs> and then it fires. Yeah. He, his promise to the voters is that he will shoot them. That's <laughs> that's right. That that is right, and he has won re-election seven terms in a row. Wow, that's so. way more than a governor is allowed. I think <laughs> that's Gus. That's Gus Barrels. Wow, and so and I didn't want to, you know, it's impolite with age and whatnot, but you know, you mentioned that your your twin brother Gus Barrels has been a governor for seven uh, four year terms, which means he that's must right. be on the older side. Uh, so, uh, how old are you, if I may ask? I um, that is the worst question you could ask a woman. Yeah, you got to guess it, Ranger spirit, Alex. But in the in the spirit of the contest, I will let you guess my age. Okay, okay. So you won our contest, and so now I get a chance to enter your contest. Exactly, Ranger Alex. Okay, beautiful symmetry there. Uh, I would say that. Okay, uh, let's see. You said seven reelections. So tw mm -hmm. 28, you have to be at least 
Do you have to be at least See, 40 to be a I'm 10 minutes younger, so keep that in mind. Okay, good to know. Uh, I'm going to guess that you are 89 years old. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. That's right. Wow, I got the ding, ding, ding. That's, I bet you could guess my birthday, too. Your, the actual date of your birth? Uh-huh. So, of course, 89 years ago, that, that famous uh-huh. year. And then I think you were born on the 4th of July. Well, okay, I was supposed to be born on the 4th oh. of July. I was born on the 5th of July. Oh, and so Gus therefore, yeah, and that's why your your twin brother, Gus, became you, a patriotic governor. You may remember his famous first uh, election commercial where mm-hmm. he pops out of a cake yeah. on the 4th of July. Yeah, and then He's, he does a little strip tease, and then he right. points a gun at the camera. <laughs> and he says, vote. Yeah. And that's how, and you won. Yeah, wow. So, so man, uh, it, it just seems like you've had a, 89 years of believing that you were a loser and a failure and inferior. That's right. And it, well, it's just terrible that you seem to have, I mean, normalized and accepted it so much. I mean, I, I don't think you're, you seem like a perfectly uh, functional, competent, and very kind person and uh, well, lovely to be around. Just, uh, just wait till you get to know me some more. <laughs> well, we love right? <laughs> it's, it's not a threat; it's a fact. So, well, well, let that the is, games that was, begin. That was. It's not a threat; it's a fact. Has been Gus's campaign slogan for a few cycles. And you know, now. you know who he took that from. Who? Me. Wow. wow. So have yeah. you served in his campaign in any official capacity as a campaign manager or just a consultant or I was uh I was the body for a little while with security. Oh. I uh I he called you the body. Trained. He called me the body. Edith the body barrels. Sounds <laughs> like so a professional Jersey, wrestler uh... name. Yeah, did you did, when when Jesse the Body Ventura was the governor of Minnesota? Did you don't get me started on that guy? Freaking stole my thing too. That's why I'm a loser because everybody steals oh, my stuff. Oh wow! So you came up with the nickname the Body, which is very cool, very That's tough right. and intimidating, and probably right. stopped a lot of the people. There are countless people who want to assassinate Governor Gus Barrels, and you were I, able yeah. to stop them. <laughs> Big time. I my hand is oh, is ninety percent scars. Oh wow! From people from I from swatting, swatting away swatting. like knives or knives, spoons, spoons. Uh, oh. You've gotten scars from spoons. Yeah. you Alex. Have you ever been stabbed by a spoon? It is more painful than any of the other utensils. I promise you. Is it really? Are you speaking from real experience, Ranger Chris? Yeah. That's why when people say spooning in a romantic sense, I just nod my head because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, you think pe- so? You th- you think people are cuddling up and stabbing each other with spoons when they say that they've been spooning? I know it, Ranger Alex. <laughs> you know that to be true in all cases. Every single one, and I want none of it. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like you have some issues to work out as well, Ranger Chris. Um, but uh, Edith, uh, we're curious. How did you come across our uh, our contest? Um, what made you enter it? Absolutely. So I was um, in the in the coupon section of my local birding magazine, uh, looking for some discounts on seeds. Mm-hmm. I don't have any birds. Um, they don't 
they don't stay with me. Uh, usually I will buy a bird and it'll um, wiggle out of the cage, fly away, what have you. So I keep a little dish hoping to lure them back. Anyways, I was clipping in the bird's pages and I saw uh, your ad. Yeah. And I will sign up for any contest, any contest. So you're not much, are you a big musical theater enthusiast or... I have I've I've never seen a musical. I don't entirely understand what the structure of a musical would be. Um, okay, well, we have that's good. Believe. Yeah, that's probably okay. good for us. That's good for us. You're coming in tabula rasa on this musical, just a blank slate with no preconceived notions of what a musical can or should be. So that's probably that probably works in our favor. But uh, so you say you've entered contests your entire 89 year life. What are, mm-hmm. what are some of the contests you've entered? What are the ones that you were most excited about that you, of course, lost? Oh, yeah. Car. <laughs> just a car contest. I, I, I entered this car contest. And I really wanted that car because so so as the body for uh, my brother Gus, I didn't have a vehicle, and that made me very um, vulnerable to attacks um, because I traveled on foot. Yeah, so I was have... really excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had to chase after my brother's motorcade. He wouldn't supply me with a car, so I was really really holding out for this cool car. Um, Do you remember what make a... and model it was? It was a Geo Tracker. It was um, lime green, and it had extra big tires. I remember that <laughs> because I thought that was cool and nice. When was this? The seventies, eighties? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't begin to guess what year this was. And was so? Was this a hands on a hard body type uh, contest? Do we have to keep your hand on the car the longest, or? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was a hands on the hard body, and I was up there for two weeks. Wow, two weeks! Yeah, you'd two think weeks. that would win. Uh, this guy beat me, he um distracted me with a, a, a he said there was a bee on my head, and I looked, and my head I'd been using my head to put on the car. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say at first, just looking up probably wouldn't affect you because you, but you had your forehead on this car for two weeks. That's exactly right. This lime green geo tracker. Is that why you're permanently bent over in a 45 degree angle? You would think that, but that's not why. Was that a result of a different contest? It was, it was kind of a, it was, it was called, um, okay. You remember the animated, uh, film, the hunchback of Notre Dame came out. Yeah. It was, it was a costume contest and Uh, to win premiere tickets, you had to dress up like Quasimodo. So I took, um, uh, acting lessons, if you will. And I fully committed. And in my quest, I developed a permanent hunch in my back. Oh, wow. Wow, you committed so hard, you got a permanent hunchback. That's right. That's really... I did not win. (laughs) Bonnie, and you didn't even win. Wow, Bonnie, this is something you need to keep in mind uh, when when you're committing, because we need you to commit 100%, but just make sure when you're committing 100% that you don't... I don't know in what way you could possibly physically harm yourself right now, but uh, just make... We want you to take care of yourself, even while you're out there giving it your all. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> great great well we we hope you keep that up um 
so yeah, so wow, you you committed so hard, uh, Edith, that you got a hunchback. You're, you're you're sort of in the ranks of you know the like Tom Hanks who got diabetes from kind of the yo-yo dieting that a lot of his uh, roles entailed, especially like Castaway. Philadelphia. Pro- maybe possibly, I mean, you know, he he lost a lot of weight for Castaway, and then he uh, gained a lot of weight uh, for what was that? Polar was Express. That? No, he, no, but Hooch? he. For for Polar Express, he did uh, get actually um, animated in real life. That's what a lot of people don't know is that they actually sewed like like drawings into his skin, like mm. to make him look more animated, and no. that really left a lot of puncture wounds that that t- took a while to heal. Uh, Chet Hayes has a song about it. It's called "Holes in My Daddy." Um, but Edith. <laughs> Edith, uh, we, we want to make you feel like you're a winner because you won. You won our contest. Um, and so, you know, you, you get the front row seats. Um, we were thinking we'd give you 50% off here in the gift shop. We are, of course, reporting in the back room of the gift shop. So anything you want. We have a brand new refilled uh, toilet out there um, commemorating the gift shop restrooms that you can get. Um, we can give you a complimentary heroin brownie. Yeah, we have some heroin brownies. Um, they're pretty strong, so only take half. Um, but you can have one of those. We, we just want to make – I feel bad because you've given uh, – you know, you have all those scars on your hand. I, you know, I, you know, we were talking off mic about how you have 12 bullets in your, lodged in your chest from various assassination attempts. That's right. And we just want to make sure that you're as comfortable and, and, and feel as good as possible about this, about this I, show. I really appreciate it. So I I misread the contest and fine print. So I've actually been in the state park for a number of weeks, oh. sort of just wait waiting for the show to start. Oh, so you you read the wrong date, and so you've been re- kind of in the woods. I mixed up the dates, and I didn't have a car, so I've just been here. I've been hanging out. Oh wow! Okay, it's beautiful. Now, now I'm noticing that you have it looks like some antler marks on your shoulder. Were you That's antlered? Right. I was antlered uh, twice, my fault, both times. Oh, I, now, um, I, got, not... I got curious where maybe I shouldn't have been so curious. Mm. Well, what, what, what was making you curious? Oh, the noise. <laughs> the noises of the deer uh, in the morning and the evening. They don't, they don't stop making noises. Can you uh, recreate and, uh, to... the noises you've heard? Um, yeah, yeah, I could try that. Um, it was sort of like a... <laughs> <laughs> so so kind of like a No, it was more like a Bonnie, Bonnie what would you say it sounded like? That was the baby sounded like. Yeah, yes. I, was, I was doing a I was doing a baby. Adorable, adorable mm-hmm. little doe that was just born in the park a few yeah. weeks ago. That was my I um I didn't, I was, again, I've never seen a musical. I've never been party to a musical. So I actually thought that was part of the show. Oh. Um, so I, I clapped wildly for the deer. Oh, and they don't and like that. The, and they don't like that. And they charged two horn shoulder. But luckily, my shoulder's uh, scar, scar tissue as well. <laughs> oh, God. From from also assassination attempts that you thwarted or? No, I took a couples cooking class by myself, oh, and no. you really can't be doing that because you need two hands with the walk, or else you're getting a shoulder full of uh, hot canola oil. Oh, so, wow. 
have scathing canola oil scars all over your shoulder that's, that were then antlered by the the startled that's right. deer. That's exactly oh, wow. right, Edith. Oh, I just feel terrible for you. I, you know, I. I've lived a life. Don't feel bad. You're an 89 year old woman who survived on your own for the last two weeks among That's wild right. animals. I don't know what you have to feel bad about. I don't know. I just, you know, it sounds like maybe you have something to work through with some an elderly person in your life. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there are several elderly people, especially Barbara Ann, who's sort of the leader of this gang of kinky BDSM octogenarians who've just been making my life a living hell mm. uh, for the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, maybe that's, I, I just, I want to believe that there are still old people out there who will not um, make me a human pancake where they pour me into a griddle and then flip me in the air while I'm just burning to a crisp. Uh, they wait, they wait, and, you know how with a pancake, you wait until the batter is kind of bubbling? They wait until I start to bubble. And that's, yeah, it's rough. Um, so I just want to believe that there are, there are still, you know, old people out there who uh, we need to protect because, you know, elderly people such as yourself, like they carry the wisdom of, past uh generations and they're sort of the the storytellers that pass down our traditions and i'm really just maybe i'm overcompensating for just the 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 trauma i've suffered at the hands of these other elderly women i don't know but i also just you 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 seem like you've had a life uh filled with misfortune that's right and i i would just caution you against painting all elderly women with a broad brush we are different and we don't all stand for trauma, pain, and hurt. Some of us just like contests. Right. So you, you've, you've never been uh, a sadist or a dom in any sort of... Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Have you met my brother, Gus Barrels? I haven't met him, but I'm aware. I'm aware of the governor. Yeah, that's one of his political yeah. ads. He just has a pentagram and his face in the middle, and then a yeah. gun comes up. Yeah, and exactly. then and then then it cuts to uh, a voter in a voter booth in a gimp suit, and <laughs> he's pointing the gun at the voter and saying, "Vote, you dirty little piggy." And guess who guess who volunteered to be oh, in the no. gimp suit oh, no. on oh, no. our birthday you were your twin brother's sub for a pan for a campaign ad on your birthday on your and birthday july 5th yeah, on, on my on my birthday oh. his birthday we had a nice celebration of course oh god that's terrible that's the worst thing so far oh <laughs> no i'd say i love him i love him he's my brother yeah so uh, did you have to are you still his body or are you having to take some paid or unpaid i assume unpaid time off in order to come to this come to the park yeah this is i have more of a figurehead position now i'm just sort of a sergeant at arms type um Mm -hmm. he uh he's no longer in my day-to-day life I make my um, own decisions. I wow. decide when I go to a, a state park. Um, so wow. I just had to let the uh, the woman who watches my bird seed, I just had to let her know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Edith, you, <laughs> Edith, you said you've been a loser your whole life. But, you know, making that kind of decision for yourself and taking care of yourself, to me, hmm. that's a win. Huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. Huh. Wow. See, either sometimes it's just a mindset thing. Sometimes you just got to think about, 
yourself in a different light. Yeah, uh, Ranger Alex yeah. gets really high on very little accomplishments. Yeah, I um I had a poem considered to be published in uh, the local middle school newspaper. And <gasps> oh. Yeah, Gunkle Middle School, and I was talking about it for weeks. Uh, it, it didn't get picked. Um, the winning poem was by uh, Henry, who's an 11-year-old, uh, and it was called I Like Baseball. And the poem was, and, you know, I, I don't exactly remember verbatim how the poem went, but it was uh, one, two, three, strikes you're out. Everyone shout, shout, shout. I like baseball, hip, hip, hooray. I like baseball every day. If baseball were my best friend, we'd be best friends till the end. Me and the personification of baseball, best friends till the end. And I think that poem sucks. I'm sorry. But I know, Henry, you tr- you tried. Uh, but I think there's some bias at play. I think that Henry's um, older sister uh, is the editor-in-chief of the newspaper. And there's a conflict of interest there. Uh, that, you know, Alex, so. what was the poem that you submitted again? Same question. <laughs> uh, the poem I submitted was uh, called uh, I'm a Big Fan of Basketball. And uh, it goes like this. It's a, I'm a big fan of basketball, enthusiastic to, to cheer, cheering for the game, everyone dunking. When I am in the crowd and watch the dunk and the big layup too, the buzzer goes ding, ding, and everyone shoots the ball. Big hoops. Everyone dribbling, bouncing up and down. Slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk. Top of the key, free throw line, whoosh, swoosh, just do it. Nike, and that was the poem, and I think that's better, you know, because it's not just a samey, samey like, you know, couplets or whatever Henry did, you know. It's there's art there. You know what's crazy is that I entered a poetry co- contest years ago, exact same poem that you just wrote. Really, same exact poem, and what? I lost. Oh. Wow, and I lost too. The con- the contest was to win a beagle, but I lost. Oh. I didn't follow the theme. I thought they said the contest was win to basketball, which sounds very yeah. close to beagle. Yeah, and looks to close beagle. in writing. Yeah, yeah. Do do you have a form of dyslexia, perhaps, where you condense words when you're trying to read them? You know, when them? I was born, we didn't we didn't do dyslexia as such. They called oh. it scramble scrambles. They said you got the scrambles. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got the scrambles. Oh wow! Yeah, our our education systems come such a long way since the thirties, forties. Yeah, let's say let's say thirty one. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. Uh. So, see, we have something in common. You know, we have... We, we have a lot in common. Yeah. You know, I maybe I've what? my mind's been warped by these, by Barbara Ann and the others, but I'm feeling sort of a connection here. Like, Yeah, feel... I was just going to say, I mean, I'm I'm staying in the park for the weekend. I don't know what your plans are um, yeah. for the next couple of days. Um, just working, just being a ranger here. At the <laughs> okay, park, well, so. you could just text me when you uh, get off of work. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. You want to, I don't know. You want to go to the mall? <laughs> Ranger Alex, yeah, Ranger yeah. Alex Payne, can we have a sidebar real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Ranger What's Alex, up? you're falling into a dangerous pattern. I think well, I you might think... have a kink for older kinky women. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, Edith sounds like 
uh, a sub or or a switch, not quite a not quite a dom. So I think I'd be maybe more comfortable, you know. Like that's just the trap, Ranger Alex. You're doing the same thing. She doesn't but just seem. Masking it. She doesn't seem sadistic, okay, the way that Barbara Ann is. I think that she seems really nice, and I do have sort of a Stockholm Syndrome probably thing going on with octogenarians. Uh, and, you know, I, I think what I've learned, especially in my time here as a park ranger, is sometimes you just have to go with it. Sometimes you have to say yes to the Moose Mafia. You can run heroin and, and launder money through our park. Yes to the people who showed up one day and said, we're going to build a roller coaster, and then they just did. You know, sometimes you have to say yes. And, yes, those are two bad examples. But I think this time I'm going to say yes, and I think I'm going to just follow my heart and see what happens, Ranger Chris. All right. You know- of all the old women that you could be spending time with, Ranger Axe, I think this is the best one. So I Thank say you. good for you, and don't show her any of the weird video games you've made or talk to her <laughs> about your past relationships okay. at all. Yeah, I won't I won't tell her about Pac-Man Big Dick, and mm-hmm. I won't tell her about it. <laughs> We're Pac-Man's, Pac-Man. Don't tell her about your wife. Dick. Don't mention that football man whose name I have immediately forgotten. Brian Urlacher. Yeah, Brian Urlacher mm-hmm. stole my wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention that to her. And she's kind of just twiddling her thumbs over in the corner right now, so I don't think she's paying attention to any of this. Um, but yeah, and I won't, you know, I, I think you're right. Edith's my best shot at something here because she has not yet um, done uh, a kinky maneuver that Barbara Ann uh, calls the tilt-a-whirl where she um, makes me, uh, she kind of picks me up by one leg and one arm and then twirls me around until I throw up. And it's actually just like the scene in Sandlot where they're chewing, uh, they're doing chewing tobacco and then they go on the, uh, go on the roller coaster and then they puke up all the chewing tobacco. She makes me do a bunch of chewing tobacco, like chew up a bunch of tobacco and then do that until I throw up. Uh, she's into that. So Edith hasn't done that is my point. So I, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to follow my heart. Okay, good. Side by over. <laughs> Hi, Edith. Sorry about that. Some, occasionally <laughs> no, we take sidebars. Okay. No, that's fine. I just uh, was uh, challenged a spider to a contest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How'd it go? What was it? I lost big time. I said, who could do the biggest web? Oh, no, Edith. That's a terrible oh. thing to challenge a spider to. Never challenge a spider to a web contest. <laughs> Did you even that's... get one out? I got something out. I don't oh, know no. if it was a web, Chris. <laughs> it's it seems it's it looks like it's poking out of your finger, sort of like a, a strand of something coming out of your index finger there. Yeah, I think it might be residual scar tissue. I oh, sort no. of awful. That's awful. Squirted it out from under my fingernail. Like a like a nerve look look like a nerve ending is like poking out of your finger and like snaking its way out of there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Owie. Actually, <laughs> really, really hurt. Oh. Ah. Well, you know, Edith, I was talking before about how the elderly, the, the elderly generations pass down wisdom. And it's like what you just said, never challenge a spider to a web contest. That's just one example of the sort of thing that our, our elders can share with us. and can What teach are other they, pieces of thank wisdom? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? Um, if you're going to drink milk, you better do it fast. <laughs> okay. And another big one that I always think about is rain, rain, go away, unless there's a drought. <laughs> and then you want the rain to come. And then you rain, rain, come today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
anything else? Any other pearls of wisdom? Um, well, I heard you talking about drug smuggling either. Um, my uh, great aunt always told me to never trust an Albanian. So oh, okay. I'll leave that on the table. Oh, wow. Uh, we might have to cut that. We might have to cut that. Um, all right. Okay. That's, uh, look, you know, you grew up in a different time. You know. I was born in 1931. Yeah. And your great aunt was so, probably born before that. That's right. She was probably born at a time when Albanians were depicted as like, you know, uh, like blood feuds and, yeah blood feuds she was kept locked in a tower for 52 years by an albanian by an albanian an albanian blood feud oh wow well i can see then why she'd have a distrust for albanians uh, you know as as problematic as that sounds now but if, if an albanian held me in a tower for five decades i'd probably not have be so hot on them either i don't i don't say i don't have a personal prejudice but just a piece my, of wisdom this against my, this is my family lore <laughs> yeah <laughs> your family lore involves being uh falsely imprisoned by an albanian for half mm-hmm. a century mm-hmm. that's, that's just right. unimaginable that's unimaginable that's horrific honestly yeah it's really bad <laughs> Do you think that maybe might be where you got although you I was going to say maybe you have some genetic bad luck but it seems like your twin brother has has all the luck it seems like he's yeah luck comes in pairs in my family so you get one lucky the other so my one great aunt was imprisoned in a tower the other one became famous for inventing a pasta dish Oh, wow. What was the pasta dish? Yeah. You may have heard of it. It's called a shrimp scampi. (laughs) What? That's fucking big. Edith Perils, your great aunt invented shrimp scampi? That's right. And she was inventing shrimp scampi, and the other one died in the tower. Your great aunt was scampi barrels? (laughs) You know her? Scampi barrels? Everybody knows of scampi barrels. Oh, yeah, I'm, I just brought up Scampy Barrels Wikipedia page and says so, Scampy Barrels is quoted as saying, I never had a twin sister. And if I did, she was too weak and would have died in an Albanian man's home. <laughs> now, that's classic Scampy, if ever I've heard her. Is that where she got is that a nickname? She's such a scamp the way that she talks about people and kind of. No, that was just her her God Christian oh, her, given name. Her Christian yeah. name is Scampy. Okay, that's cool yeah. too. Oh no, that's what and, it says here on the Wikipedia page. Okay, and it has yeah, a, a her source twin's and everything. name. That's right. Her twin's name was. Uh, uh, it's actually pretty sad. Her name. Um, it's actually really hard for me to talk about it. Um, it was. Uh, Seems like it. You're really struggling. It was. Uh, it was bad gal. Bad gal? bad gal, bad gal, barrels. bad gal, barrels. Yeah. Imagine you are born bad gal, and your your twins born yeah. scampy. Scampy, yeah. Bad gal is like, like the exact opposite of scampy. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, <laughs> wow, my twin is destined to invent something called scampy, possibly involving shrimp, <laughs> and here I am. I'm just going to be a bad gal. And you know what yeah. happens to bad gals is they die in an Albanian man's basement. That's right. <laughs> Well, it was a tower, so tower. I just want to correct I, I didn't know if it was in the basement of the tower or in the penthouse. You know, I can't, I can't speak to that, so I won't. Now, you said that your, your great aunt passed down this wisdom to never trust an Albanian, but you also said that she died. 
Oh, she wrote frequent letters. Oh, okay. So the the Albanian man. Do you remember the Albanian man's name? Yeah, he's scary. <laughs> scary Gary. <laughs> scary Gary. Scary Gary. The Albanian. His, his name was Scary Gary the Albanian, and he was actually he was nice that he took her mail to the post office. Yeah, that's really you know yeah. that's something. You could argue that that's just like giving her. He probably read the letters well, and. I, sh- I should make it clear the reason she was um, imprisoned in the tower was she was actually a horrible, horrible burglar and was um, <laughs> attempting to burgle Scary Gary's home at the time. And she okay. refused to give back his possessions, which is why she was confined to the tower. That doesn't uh, actually justify it. We have a legal system and due process. With some, some tower, I don't think it's justification for 52 years of imprisonment for burglarizing. Was, well, can I, that's can bad, I ask Gail. you a question, Edith? Please. Was Scary Gary hoping it would turn out to be like a Beauty and the Beast situation and she would eventually fall in love with him? I think that was his end game, yeah. Mm. He used to um, hold up the candlesticks to the window and sort of make them talk, make them laugh. Uh-huh. Um, but ba- but Bad Gal had no sense of humor. Well, I see here that actually on Scary Gary the Albanian's Wikipedia page, uh, which is wikipedia.org slash scary underscore Gary underscore the underscore Albanian. It says here that his that a Disney animator walked by and saw that happening and that that was actually the inspiration for beauty and the beast and that, is that true is i mean you can verify if wikipedia is not always 100 percent reliable is that true that is 100 percent true wow so that's kind of cool yeah. you know for bad gal you know that's that's a positive mm-hmm. i think so yeah so involved I, think in that. I think so and yet, I never saw I never saw the movie. I've never seen a musical, so I don't know what it's wow. all about. Oh, so that's why crap. I'm really excited. Crap! Speaking of for musical, the show. Oh no! Yeah. Oh crap! Curtain curtains in like five minutes. Oh, guys. No. thank you, curtain. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say thank you five, don't you? If you say five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, guys, this is we 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 lost track of time. I'm so sorry, Edith. Edith, we have to get you to your to your seat. You're in the front. Oh, you're in oh, the seat of yeah. honor. This is the best day of my life. Yeah, here, um, here's a uh, uh, coupon for a free brownie that you can get from the Moose Mafia at the concession stand. Oh um, my god. Uh, let's uh, and you can get um, some white wine in a plastic cup at intermission. And if you do do that, you have to when you come back into the theater, you have to talk as loudly as possible about what your nephew's been doing. Um, I can do that. Okay, good. Right. Archery. He's been doing <laughs> archery. Great. Yes, that's wonderful. So Edith, we'll get you to your seat uh, as quickly as we can. And oh, guys, I'm getting really nervous. Uh, we got to get in our costumes. Um, Ranger Bonnie, we have to make sure you still have a voice. I think mm-hmm. you talked about six times in that segment, so it's nice and preserved. So that's good. Um, but okay, okay, guys. Uh, all right, all right. I'm freaking out a little bit, but we're gonna be fine. Edith, we'll get you to your seat. Um, um, and uh, Edith, is there anything else you want to say uh, to to the to the audience before we go? Vote Gus Barrels. I'm sorry, it's reflex. I can't. I can't stop myself. I hate his politics. Don't get me wrong. So we we do too. We do too. We don't endorse how he put you in a gimp suit and pointed a gun at you for for a campaign ad. 
<laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Edith Barrels, for coming on on the show. We wish you um, continued success. Hopefully, your luck has turned with this contest. <laughs> and, uh, I think so. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with more of uh, the Gun Club State Park podcast after this. And welcome back to the Gun Cold State Park podcast. We just just did the show, and well, a lot happened. Yeah, first the big sad news. Uh, so Edith Barrels actually passed away right before uh, the play began, and so therefore she wasn't officially able to collect her prize, yeah. and has died. Not officially winning a contest. Yeah, and the way it happened was just so terrible because her twin brother, Governor Gus Gus Barrels, showed up to surprise her. It seemed like he was finally going to do something nice to her once in their lives and and surprise her to congratulate her on winning the contest. And he had bought a ticket so he could sit next to her in the front row. And then, of course, one of his very angry constituents from his great state uh, came up to him with uh, a huge, like, cartoon uh, uh, blunderbuss um, and and uh, basically just shot her right in the chest. And her, her heart exploded. And uh, it was direct, direct hit with the heart. And it was truly, truly gruesome and horrible to see. Really but set the show must goes show. on. So yeah, the show must mean. goes on, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the show must Gus on. And uh, Gus, so Gus stayed for the show because he said that's what that's what Edith would have wanted. And they kind of uh, scraped her body off of off of the log that she was sitting on. And the shooter stayed as well. The shooter stayed as well. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we told the shooter that like we'll we'll let you go quietly if you watch the show because we were so desperate to have an audience. So, um, and which I feel bad about now letting him go. I I don't think he should have been able to go. I also don't know why he didn't then try to kill Gus because he had, he accidentally shot Edith, but then he just sat next to Gus the entire show. <laughs> like I don't understand. Maybe he had a, a specific beef 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 with Edith a beef. Abith with Edith, and maybe he's Albanian. I don't know. Um, he did seem a little shifty and violent. <laughs> Although a blunderbuss takes a very long time to reload and to use. So That's perhaps true. he just didn't want to bother with it, you know? It's <laughs> a really good point. That's a really good point. It's hard to carry, carry out a mass shooting or any sort of shooting with an uh, old-timey, cartoonish, oversized blunderbuss. <laughs> But he did it. He pulled off at least one. He got one kill. Direct, direct shot to the heart. Exploded mm-hmm. an 89-year-old woman's heart right before she was about to collect the first prize of her life. And, you know, a lot of people would say that that would be a bad omen uh, for the start of a play. Uh, but really, it kind of hyped us up. Yeah, it did. It, it, it made our warm-ups just, like, way more intense. We did the shakeout, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, that we were just really shaking it out. Uh, we, I think we were looser than we'd been through any of the rehearsals just because that, that, the adrenaline from witnessing, a, again, an 89-year-old woman's heart explode <laughs> from a blunderbuss gunshot. Uh, really, the adrenaline from that just kind of was coursing through our veins. And, and Bonnie, you were just, like, 
you were going at it. You were your voice. You were in full voice for those warmups. It was really something to hear. Thank you. Um, yes, I was extremely loud, uh, and um, you know, just the smell of blood in the air always really gets me going. And as it does the birds. Birds yeah. love the smell of blood, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the Moose Mafia also love to see uh, someone get murdered. So everybody was really just in their element. Yeah, the Moose Mafia, actually, I saw uh, it looked like they were offering a co- some sort of contract to the man that um, killed Edith, and he was signing it. So you, he might be now a, a contract killer for the Moose Mafia. Um, so I'd be a little bit worried about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and so then the, the curtain went up. And you and Liam Hemsworth stepped out on the stage and you sang the opening number. And it was honestly, I was feeling really good after this opening number because you and Liam just killed it. You were both doing a great job. Thank you. And this is, of course, the opening number requires you to do several different bird calls. Mm-hmm. And because you, your character, you and Liam are actually birders, you're bird watchers uh, at the start. You're, you're going bird watching on sort of a date. Yes, I don't know how familiar you are with the movie The Birds, um, but our story varies very slightly. Obviously, the biggest difference is that the birds are the heroes, Yeah. despite the fact that they are murders, and me and Liam both get murdered at the end, as we should be, because we are playing humans. He's a human, (laughs) and I'm uh, playing a human as well in the play. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, our first number is a lot of bird calls and a lot of human-related things, which... It's a great number, but obviously it's the uh, the worst one. And my favorite one is when the birds really take over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that opening number, you're doing the hawk screech, a like, mm-hmm. and you're doing mm-hmm. a pigeon coo, coo, coo. You're, doing, you're just doing the whole gamut and just at the top of your lungs because we don't have any mics out here. You were really no. getting it to the back, you know, the, the back row of the audience. And since there's no walls or roof, it was uh, the acoustics were quite terrible. But hard. you really nailed it when you did when you played the albatross. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, my albatross call is uh, something that I've been practicing quite a <laughs> bit. So it, it goes like this. I'll give you a little taste of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and imagine that just belted because we don't. You, you don't need to be. You know, doing no, I wouldn't. Here. Wanna, I don't want to hurt you guys. We're so close yeah. together in this gift it shop. Shook the audience. They like they were just. It was like a. It actually registered on the Richter scale. I saw. Yeah, it wow. knocked the gurney that was carrying Edith out of the back yeah. of the end. Oh god, it was terrible. <laughs> she went comically down the side of the Gunkle Hills. Yeah, she she was just barreling down, appropriately barreling down the hill, just rolling down, and I, I think I saw um, a couple more organs fall out of her heart hole. I think her lungs actually came out of the, the giant gaping wound where her heart once was. <laughs> Poor Edith. Yeah, it was she terrible. Did, you know, she did win something because she did beat the EMTs down that hill. They could she not catch did. her. They could not catch her <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, so. and, and somebody actually you know what somebody at the bottom of that hill gave her a medal mm-hmm. for winning that race so she did win something they were standing right there with the medal ready to go Ooh, i hate to i hate to be the bearer of bad news but since she has heroin in her system from eating the brownie she <sighs> will be disqualified when they oh, do a drug no. test mm. so that, i gotta take that one away too 
Oh, they're going to drug test her corpse. <laughs> and it's going to test positive for heroin, and she'll have her metal stripped. Oh, no. For heroin oh. and blunderbust. Oh, no. Okay, so then after the opening number, uh, we had the big, you know, sort of a, we, we did something bold and opened with a duet rather than like a big, cho you know, chorus, like the whole cast coming out. Um, but then we did have the cast come out. Chris and I uh, were doing our best to hit all the dance steps. Um and our costumes, actually, the costumes that Sebastian uh, Lockheed Martin designed ended up being a bit of an issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had to join together to play one moose who's playing a bird. And you know what, Ranger Alex? We may have chemistry on the podcast, but we do not have chemistry when we're physically moving our bodies together. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it went it went really poorly. Um, but, you know, I think Bonnie and, and Liam Hemsworth were trying to cover for it as best as they could. They were sort of like moving in front of us just to make sure that, you know, it couldn't be seen what was going on. Um, and then uh, we, we moved on to the big kind of uh, number right before the end of Act One, um, which is uh, called uh, Winging It. And it's kind of a fun one. Mm. One of my favorite songs in the play. Alex, you wrote fantastic lyrics, right? You were. Oh, thank you. you. The yeah, I was right? writing the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Chris was writing the dialogue and you were I writing the lyrics. I wrote the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, and it went kind of something like, uh, uh, if you've got nothing in your cup, you just got to make it up. We're winging it. We're winging it. We're winging it. We're winging it. Do, 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 do. It's kind of the birds talking about how mm. they're just going to, they're throwing out their plan and they're just going to murder just indiscriminately. Which is great because that's the way that the lyrics sound for the song. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, like that, like they, that. They, they just throw away the plan that, and are winging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was sort of, uh, I, I rewrote that song a lot, uh, you know, 12 times and then I realized, what's the message of this song? You know, well, here I am. Be, you know, hit my head against the wall over this, the lyrics of this song, trying to perfect every little word. And when it's like, <laughs> it's just, we should, I just got to wing it. And you, it turned out great. So that went really well. And then, and I know we've already talked about how there was a murder that happened right at the beginning of the show, but this is when it started to turn. This is when it started to take a turn for the worse was in the second act. Uh, Cause that's when the Moose Mafia got involved. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ranger Bonnie, I do have to apologize because I know that uh, this play, this production was your idea, your brain baby, and Moose Mafia came storming in, started throwing money at it, and uh, they took over. They took the, uh, the roles of a lot of good birds. There could have been a lot of good birds in this play. Instead, it was moose dressed as birds, which is very upsetting for me to see. Yeah, and they were really, they were really going off script. They, they, you can tell that they wanted to be a Mooston Scorsese thing rather than an Alfred Hitchcock. Um, they were, they were starting to like, kind of ad lib lines about how you know certain characters are going to end up at the bottom of a of a lake, and you mm -hmm. know. Uh, things about like, like eh, look here we're gonna you're gonna have a, a, a day old five guys fry in your bed if you keep this up like you know threatening characters stuff like that just stuff that didn't go with the story at all and we were trying to get them back on track but every time we did that they kind of glared at us like they were you know what are you gonna do about it and 
man, they, they were just, they, they really were just taking over the whole show and, and not letting us do anything. No, yeah, and they actually had some success. So they were talking to some of the people who were in the audience, and the Moose Mafia is actually going to pursue some uh, uh, some plays in Broadway. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So what happened, basically, we can skip to the end because basically the rest of it is just the Moose Mafia just kind of brilliantly improvising a, uh, a Scorsese-style uh you know, parody musical basically. And they were really good, really funny. They came up with brilliant songs on the spot. Um, really talented, good singers, good, good dancers, these moose. Uh, and then I saw right after Caroline, Caroline Kettlebell went up to them and gave them a Rocky Tony on the spot. And then, you know, you know, uh, someone else came up to them and said that they were a Broadway, uh, super producer and offered them a, a spot and they're in one of the theaters that they like to produce in and yeah so they're that's one thing they're at least going to get out of the park but they're leaving us behind to go to much greener pastures so to speak and that was kind of tough to see that happen that they they got the rocky tony that that we worked so hard for and even tougher news for you ranger alex is they pick someone new to be in charge of the park and that's right yeah barbara ann is is now in charge of Gunkel. Hey, Alex. Oh, oh no, she guys. Is. Oh, gosh. Guys, you got to hide me. You got to hide me somewhere because I can't I can't deal with this right now. I'm, I'm so disappointed after the show. I, I, Can you Sorry, he killed himself. What? No, he didn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that without me telling him to. Isn't that right, Alex? Barbara Ann, there's no brand muffins in here. Why don't you go somewhere else for a while? Oh, I know. I ate all the brand muffins, so I'm ready for later. Oh, oh God, no! Oh, God! Disgusting hag. Uh, <laughs> okay, can we sneak out the back or something? Like, I, I'm really. I, I just gotta get away from her. We gotta come up with some way. She can't be my boss. Oh, Alex, guess what I have? I don't think you want to guess, Ranger Alex. Don't do it. She really wants, she really likes me to guess because it sort of adds another layer to it when I get it wrong. So she, it's like humiliation that I got the guess wrong and then. Um, you're in come, here. Come on, guess. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I haven't spoken up yet, have I? No. Also, I'm, I don't know if I want to like, you know. I mean, but due to our past and our history, can we not just murder Barbara Ann? Oh, you know, that's a really good point. I feel like I'm we've murdered people for, for less. Yeah, we've murdered people for way less. <laughs> I think um, that Southern Belle from the, very, mm -hmm, from the second mm -hmm. episode was murdered for really no reason at all. <laughs> just she had wandered into the park. It was just pure bloodlust. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, that's a really good point. I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't just murder Barbara Ann. Okay, I'll give you three more seconds to guess what it is. One, two, <laughs> three. It's a man-sized waffle iron. Oh no, oh guys, he's gonna waffle me. No, guys, this I can't. just doesn't even make sense anymore. Ranger Alex, we can't attack somebody that is armed with a man-sized waffle iron. How is she carrying this? Isn't she like small and old? How is she so strong? She's insanely strong. She's basically too small to control, but 
somehow it's she has like really dense muscles so you can't even really tell but she's like she has the strength of an ant basically the proportionate strength of an ant is what was what barbara ann has that's why that's why she's able to graham cracker me and things like that just all Mm -hmm. by herself okay it's heating up i want to pour my little batter boy in here get him nice and golden my little belgian batter boy guys guys please let's kill her Let's we, kill we her. need to kill her. Yeah, All let's right. just kill her. How are we gonna do it? Chris with her own vice. What? Whoa! Hold on. <laughs> Ranger Chris, you're the murderer. You've murdered Chris? countless women. <laughs> you seem to enjoy killing women. Would you like to kill this one? You just have one to man. out kink one her man. kink. She's out to what? You just have to out kink her kink. You have to we go out her, her with a panini maker. Mmm. Uh, like okay. a George Foreman grill. Oh, that's perfect. Now, how are we going to get a George Foreman grill that's going to fit a woman who is, by the way, six foot nine? Hmm? <laughs> when did that happen? We've never established what her height is. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I assumed as an old woman, she'd do that shrinking thing that old she women did. tend to do. She was seven five. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we need to get some sort of... Oh, guys, we can turn the gunk hole into a George Foreman grill. Ranger Alex, that's the most Ranger Chris idea you've ever had. <laughs> uh, I thought it was good. I do, too. Oh, okay. Wouldn't it be more of like a crock pot situation? That's pr- exactly. I think that's what it should be. I think that okay. makes more sense. That maps better. So we're going to do that. Ah, the Ali Crockpot. Okay, okay. Hey, um, Barbara Ann, uh, Ranger Chris, you know how you've wanted Ranger Chris and Ranger Bonnie to get kind of involved in our kitchen play? Ugh. Yeah, I really want, they're, they're a couple of real sweeties. Yeah, like yeah. That. Sorry, guys, sorry. Um, we're thinking maybe uh, we, we can meet you at the gunk hole and, and do a little Crockpot action. Ooh, crock pot. Oh, set it and forget it. I like that. Oh, yeah. I'll just put you three in there for eight hours and just, oh, just get all saucy to the thought of you guys marinating in there together for eight hours while I'm at work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. She's she's already... She's already wait. She's so distracted by just climaxing over this. Maybe we could just really quickly remember Ranger Chris when you stabbed Lee, Luke Hemsworth bat to death just all of a sudden. Could you do that real quick, please? Oh, oh yeah. Chris, stab her. Oh yeah. Oh. Stab Buddy this old Holly's woman, Chris. Buddy Holly's alive. Buddy oh. Holly's alive. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know what's happening. Okay, anymore, but I don't like it. Okay, Ranger Alex, just for you. Oh, yeah, Big Popper's alive. Richie Bounce is alive. Uh, hey, Barbara Ann. Oh, Tell me hey, more Ranger about Chris. Buddy Holly. Oh, well, Buddy Holly's still alive, and he's actually in control of the entire Stop! world. Ah! Every day oh, 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 it's a good longer. Oh, 
Oh, that was really beautiful. That was a beautiful duet. <laughs> and it ju- and when when you said roller, ro- saying roller coaster, the roller coaster went right overhead. That was beautiful mm. synchronicity. Yeah. It was one of the most beautiful deaths that we've had on this podcast. And one of the most justified, really. I mm-hmm. mean, when you think about it, she's basically been torturing me for she's the last month. She's been assaulting you. <laughs> yeah, she's been committing real, real <laughs> terrible crimes that are really not to be made light of. But, you know, she got her comeuppance, and I think that's good. Um, oh, and it looks like she's still kind of hanging on, and she's stumbling. She's staggering backwards out of the gift shop. But, oh, she fell right into the gunk hole. Oh, Ooh, the big so gunky splash. Our plan kind of still worked. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's boiling. Oh, man. Um, okay. Well, wow. Thank you so much, Ranger Chris, for stabbing my torturer. <laughs> and, you know, everything's a nice, clean reset for, for <laughs> the next season, huh, guys? Just yeah, start I think fresh. every weird little nook except for the roller coaster in the shit moat. Oh, yeah, there's still a road coaster, still a shit moat. Those things will probably stick around for a while. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to consult with an engineer and see if maybe there's some way to uh, change the safety harnesses so as not to attract horny, kinky, terrifying women of any age. Uh, just, you know, I, I think I can't really handle that again right now. Um, but that's just something we'll take care of later, you know. Uh, yeah, gosh, guys, you know, so the, part, the, the, the play maybe wasn't the success we hoped for, but... We have the park back. The, the 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 moose are out of here. The Barbara Ann and her gang will surely they'll depart after their leader has has, has fallen. And um, I'm just excited to get back to real park rangering with you guys. It feels like again it's been so long. Mm-hmm. And how? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We usually talk about what we're gonna do uh, coming up, but. I think uh, we're we're all pretty exhausted from from the musical, and we all want to kind of get some rest, save our voices. So I think the last, just the last thing we're going to do real quick before we go is we're going to have Ranger Bonnie uh, sing a metal song. Um, sing a metal song? Yeah, so some sort of some sort of song from Metallica or uh, some other metal band. I don't know any songs by them. Oh can yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Right. Can I you, sing the lyrics to another song, but yeah, in okay. a metal fashion? Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Great. I'm gonna sing Buddy Holly then. I'll oh, just wow. sing that, that one that since it's already in my head right now. Apropos. <clears throat> every day life's a little longer. Every day life's a little closer. <laughs> Six tonsils is sticking out of your, out of the side of your mouth. <laughs> oh God, that looks awful. That looks really painful. Thank you. Oh man, well thank you so much for for taking us out with that beautiful rendition of the Buddy Holly song that Barbara Ann just died to. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you you'd think that if she would die to any song, it would be the Beach Boys song Barbara Ann, but mm. th- this one worked too. This one worked pretty well. <laughs> Well, she made a Buddy Holly joke right before, so... No, no, I uh, totally get it. I totally get it. 
you know what would have been perfect is if she had been named Peggy Sue, and then you could have then then it really would have all worked because mm-hmm. Buddy Holly had a, pe- a song called Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, you know that one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's the end of the show. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm really I'm really excited again to get back to Park Ranger and with you guys, just having the park back to ourselves. Probably nothing weird will happen next season, and uh, and I'm really excited to get to it. So. Um, for all of us here at Gunkel State Park, I'm Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie. And I'm Ranger Chris. And we hope you come to our hole soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.